Welcome to AEC Leadership Today, the podcast designed exclusively for engineering, architecture, and construction industry leaders who want to stay relevant and effective. The show takes on the most pressing issues facing the AEC industry and was created to help you and your firm grow and prosper in the 21st century. The host of AEC Leadership Today is Pete Atherton, a professional engineer and former AEC principal and owner turned AEC coach and consultant. And now, take a break from your never-ending to-do list and welcome Peter Atherton. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to the 16th episode of the first ever AEC Industry Podstorm. 21 straight days of podcast episodes designed to position you and your team for greater success in 2021 and beyond. We have only five episodes left to go and a growing number of topics being asked about that we'll try to fit in, which is why we're switching gears a little bit today. And today we're going to focus on the ideal learning and development strategies for you and your firm. Prior to the COVID-19 crisis, Most leaders agreed and surveys confirmed that employee recruitment and retention was the number one issue facing engineering and architecture firms. And at the same time, employee growth and development was talent's top priority. So the simple takeaway, offer great employee growth and development as a way to attract and retain great talent. And what will change moving forward through the balance of COVID and beyond? Nothing except that our training and development programs may need to be even more strategic and robust. So in this episode, I wanna talk about a couple of ways to get there and begin by talking about the 70-20-10 learning and development model, which is especially applicable to professional services. The idea is for 70% of our time to be on the job training with challenging stretch assignments focused on future needs and growth goals. 20% of our time with one-on-one supervisor coaching and mentoring, and 10% with relevant outside training, coursework, webinars, reading, and podcasts just like this. And to put this in context, let's assume we want to formally train and develop our talent only 25% of the time. This would be 40 hours of a typical 160-hour work month. And in this scenario, the remaining time would consist of work on routine assignments with previously mastered skills. If we apply the 70-20-10 rule, 10 hours per week would be focused on learning and development and would generally break down to seven hours of stretch assignments, two hours of supervisor coaching, and one hour of outside training. Does this look like a typical week for you or your team or your employees? And even if we wanted to reduce the formal learning and development by half to say 12% of our time, Would our employees routinely have three to four hours per week of planned stretch assignments, one hour of coaching with supervisors, and 30 minutes of relevant outside training? For many organizations, this may still not be the case, which is why doing so can be a major advantage and differentiator. As leaders, we need to instill a culture of learning and development in order to create needed growth and capacity throughout our organization. If we don't, The busyness of the day will be our development and our culture. You are certainly not alone, but why would you want to be just like everybody else, especially in this regard? As we move beyond the COVID crisis, the quote-unquote war on talent is only getting more intense and harder to win. The good news is that training and development does not need to be all about outside resources and boot camps. 
they can certainly help and be assets to build on, but the actual growth and development comes after this 10% outside training. One of the best ways to leverage this 10% and to get on track with more of the on-the-job and coaching and mentoring aspects of growth and development is through peer-to-peer -peer learning and development groups. Internally and in a general sense, peer-to-peer -peer learning and development can take place in a variety of employee resource groups. These can be technical or functional in basis. For example, a group of process engineers or interior designers or quality control advocates or project managers or principals. Or they can have a personal interest basis and bring together groups of young professionals or working parents or veterans or empty nesters. The idea is to bring together peers and their ideas to build community connections and collaboration across teams, offices and divisions in order to improve performance and culture. The design of a group's charter is essential. This is where we can get very strategic and specific about learning and development goals, outcomes, and what return on investment we're looking for. What is also essential is for the group to be designed with needed safety, trust, and effective facilitation. From a strategic perspective, employee resource groups can begin with outside facilitation in order to ensure that the right people are having the right conversations and that the right dots are being connected in the correct order and in the best way possible. And then the group can be transitioned internally after a six, 12 or 18 month period and or once a qualified internal leader is identified. Let's now shift our attention to leaders. Peer-to-peer -peer growth and development can also work for leaders. But as much as internal employee resource groups can bring out the best in our organizations and provide critical insight across teams, offices, and divisions, it is most often not enough for leaders who are tasked with continuously positioning their teams and organizations for success. For most leaders, the key to greater growth and development is external peer-to-peer -peer learning. Such opportunities can take the form of executive coaching, formal or informal outside board of directors or strategic advisors, attendance at roundtable events, and participation in mastermind groups. There are advantages and benefits to each, and all can apply. The idea here is for leaders to consistently surround themselves with others who share common goals, but have a diversity of experiences, circumstances, ideas, and perspectives in a safe and trusting environment. And this is certainly something I have designed into my coaching, roundtable, and mastermind groups. So in summary, the 70-20-10 learning and development model, along with well-designed and executed peer-to-peer -peer groups, can help us to establish and maintain individual and collective growth and development at all levels, help us to enhance our essential networks and networking skills, and be our differentiator in terms of our culture and our ability to attract and retain great talent in the marketplace, all of which we'll be better off by doing in 2021 and beyond. All right, that's all for today. Again, please let us know what you think so far about the Podstorm and any other topics you'd like us to cover. And I look forward to connecting with you in our next episode. In the meantime, please take care and stay safe. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of AEC Leadership Today. If you want to stay relevant and effective and take your growth and prosperity to new levels, it's time to take action. To learn more about how Pete can help take you and your firm to the next level, visit www.actionsprove.com. That's www.actionsprove.com. See you next time on the AEC Leadership Today podcast.